If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Colleen McCoy-Siga, and I am here with my friend and colleague, Jill Annabelle. How are you doing today, Jill? Hi, Colleen. Doing well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I am I wanted to ask you a question, and I, I'm, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't be asking this question. I think my brain might be an anomaly. You don't need to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty to say about that. I know, I know. And so I'm thinking this, this conversation might go in a strange direction, but I'm curious, do you do the same things at the same time every day? Like, are you very routine oriented? Why? (laughs) Tell me why. Okay. I like to not think of things. So even if my car keys are hung on the wrong hook, I will think they are missing and I will go bananas (laughs) saying, where are my car keys? somebody moved them. So I love to get through simple tasks in my day because things are in their exact places. I'm very hard to live with. (laughs) See, my, my family is routine oriented, but I am not. So I, yeah, I like to do, I tend to do a lot of the same things every single day, but not in the same order or at the same times. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of defying the science of how the brain works because I do well, that. And, so. and how teachers work, right? Like we, yes. we use the restroom and we eat a snack. We do all those things on those bells. So, oh my gosh, that is so true. So we're going to, we're going to talk about two different things today. And we're going to come back to these ideas of routines and scheduling. So it's, it's okay. the, the scheduling piece that I want to talk about because I'm very familiar. And I I'm sure that we've talked about this before, and that's the brain science of how the brain highs and lows at the same times each day. And if we have students doing the same things at the same times each day, I'm sure I've talked about this, right? Do you recall? I think, I mean, we've all, we've all had conversations on this about mm-hmm. when is the optimal time to have your math block and when should students yeah. be in study hall? And yes, all of that matters. It matters. And so when I think about the idea of scheduling, which was one of my most favorite things as mm-hmm. a school administrator was to create different types of schedules that allowed students to engage in similar activities, but at different times of the day, because their brains are functioning differently throughout the day. What I discovered was this doesn't work so well for adults, just as you stated, Jill. <laughs> okay. 
Sure. <laughs> For those reasons that adults are very routine oriented, but when we're talking about the adolescent brain, doing things at different times of the day is really good for their brains. So the idea that we're going to talk about today is actually, it's not a scheduling thing, but we're, it's going to go back to this idea of creating different types of schedules for very purposeful reasons. Okay. So the idea comes from Megan Phillips, who is from Notre Dame Academy in Park Hills, Kentucky. And her idea is actually about data collection. So she belongs to a math department in a high school and they use data to drive their instruction. And one of the things that they do as a department is they, they have a assessment that they created as a department that goes to all of the freshman students as they come in the door. And it's all of the foundational skills that they should have mastered in pre-algebra. And then what they do is they, Mm -hmm. I, I do too. Well, we love a lot of things about that. First of all, they created it themselves. Right. Just hard work. That's really hard. It's hard, Mm -hmm. but now it's aligned. And my curriculum background Mm -hmm. is just, my heart is singing at the thought of the fact that it is aligned (laughs) to every course or every, every objective that they have with their curriculum standards. So that's wonderful. And use your curriculum brain for a second. You're thinking about the long game here, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, Mm -hmm. what are they coming in the door with? Where do we need them to be at the end of their program with us? And how are we going to make sure that we get them there most successfully? That's the idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. And they do use some ACT benchmark data as well, but we know that that authentic assessment Mm -hmm. that they created themselves based on their coursework is, is really important for this. So anyway, so they collect all of this data and then it's great. A lot of people collect a lot of data. It's what do you do with it? Right. We have plenty of data. It's how are you going to look at it? Who should look at it and why and how that makes the impact. And I think it's the why here that is so important. So they actually, they take it and they, they take action on it very quickly because in the school day, there's actually a 30 minute period, two days a week. And this is where that schedule conversation comes in. So twice a week, and this is in a high school. So it's harder in a high school to jack up the schedule, right? It is, but I'm so excited to tell you that my high school does this. So it's uh, end of the day, twice a week, um, not exactly the same time. So slightly different okay. times every day of the week is a different schedule at our school. Everything you described was something innovative that happened before I arrived. So shout out to my principal, Tony Fisher. However, that secured time is for a very targeted, it could be interventions and it it could be specific learning, personalized learning for individualized lessons and for students. And anyway, so I know exactly where you're going, Colleen, although we've seen this dozens of different ways. So tell me a little more. And I know we've talked about that. We've talked about this very thing at the elementary level, but Mm -hmm. when high schools commit extra time for remediation or whatever the case may be. And this, that is how they use this time. So it's 30 minutes, two days a week, so that these students that do not have the foundational skills that we know are needed so that they can be successful in the long game, they can get those, um, they can get those skills mastered during that time period. So what other thoughts do you have about that, about the scheduling piece or the remediation piece, the data collection piece? You must have some thoughts. Well, we get better at the things that we measure, right? So just giving kids a different test or a different assessment doesn't do the trick. It's how are we using that data that makes the big impact? So it makes me curious, how do they use their staff time to look at the data so that then they are 
pairing up the right students with the right teachers during that focused time period. It makes me wonder if all teachers in the teacher's lounge feel like they know what to do with those students during that time. It's really hard when you're building an inclusion program, for example, that you can't really just build the whole program on this piece because all the students would need that same interventionist or that same educator during that time slot. So we're really talking about a building-wide approach to meeting students where they individually need help in different areas, which is a giant web of organization because I don't know if this happens in the in the high school you mentioned, but sometimes it's that there's five different teachers at our high school who need to see that same kid because they all need to do extra work mm. with them or get them ready for the next unit or whatever it is. And other students who maybe need some acceleration or extension they aren't being sought out in that time for those things. Like we always want to think about the students who are behind or that we're worried about with their grades. And I think what this dedicated time could be used so that all students are getting an extension or all students are getting personalized uh, in an ideal world. They would all be getting some attention in a smaller group from a teacher purposefully during this time. Yeah. Now I'm so curious because their goal is to make sure that every single student is proficient in certain skills. And so I wonder even outside of the math department, if there are other people who could be teaching some of those skills, right? Like you may have been an English teacher, Jill, but you could teach math too. There are science teachers who can also teach math. I'm just curious how that there are so many different ways that that might work. Well, I want to say elementary though. So we don't want to leave out the elementary conversation on this, which is great, great elementary schools all teach you know, their math block at the same time every day so that they can shuffle kids to the right teachers and they can each focus on different skills based on that data without making students building wide, you know, K-8 do a whole new assessment. They're using their standardized data and then doing some targeted lessons by reshuffling students during that time block, maybe once a week. I've seen that in many, many successful buildings by now. And the bell just hit you. Right oh, there. of course. Um, it yeah, but I, I agree. I agree. Elementaries do really well, but we're, we're starting to see, we're starting to hear this more and more at the high schools, but it is time to get back to class. So there are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to do our best to try. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to catholicteacherslounge.com to share. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time.